Hey, this is Ronnie LeBlanc from Expedition Bigfoot, and you're listening to The Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, Cassis So, Mike, I'm going to get right to a question for you. Okay. That actually pertains to the topic for this okay. evening. Okay. I will hope to come up with an answer for you. Oh, you will. I'm I'm just putting you on the spot. It has nothing okay. it has nothing to do with with smarts or or history or anything like well, that. Thank God for that. <laughs> no, it's it's it comes from the heart. Okay. One of those type of answers. And like I said, it directly relates to this topic. Mike, if you, Michael Carbonat, <laughs> I'm calling you Carbonauts because it's eerily similar to Chrononauts, which of course, yeah. as everyone knows, is the term for someone who travels through time. Now, and, if, everyone, and everyone knows this? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now, if Mike Carbonaut was able to travel through time at the hands of another person slash secret organization mm -hmm. and you were sent back to Ford's Theater in 1865, would you, Mike Carbononaut, do what you could to prevent Lincoln's assassination? Go. Wow. Well, and, morally, and if so, if so, why? Morally, I would have to say yes. Okay. I mean, there is just, I mean, I could not watch Abraham Lincoln being shot knowing that he's going to be shot. I would be up there and I would recognize John Wilkes Booth as he came and I would you, tell Lincoln I'll, as I'm jumping off out of the out of the, uh, the the seating area, onto the stage, breaking my leg, I would tell Lincoln, look out behind you. <laughs> now, that'd be funny, too, because didn't John Wilkes Booth break his leg jumping from, Absolutely. The, from well, said booth? Absolutely. that's why I brought all that up, yes. So, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> kind of coincidental. His last name's Booth. He jumps out of the, the booth, <laughs> busts his yeah. leg. So, you'd be sitting there, you'd be just chomping at the bit. And you'd be like, and you know, I really shouldn't screw up history as we know it. You know, well, it's that space-time continuum, as Doc Brown always talks about. Yes, but uh, I have also read that um, that that is not true. That if something was done to change history from that point to today, uh. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, would 
work it out to where and twist it around and switch it around to where the same stuff will be will happen now the outcome will be the same for present time really and i can't think of it was a physicist i think that i i can't remember was it neil degrasse tyson ah uh, no <laughs> <laughs> um uh and i say it that i say that kind of flippantly but but lovingly maybe but um, also i gotta tell you real quick yes there please, is a, do, please do there was a great episode of the twilight zone that i'm sure many of our listeners have seen where uh well not to go into the whole story but um uh russell johnson who played the professor on gilligan's island oh yes yes he handsome fellow he went back in time to ford's theater and well he, he didn't start in ford's theater but he after realizing, you know, what had happened and where he's at and when he's at, he tried everything that he could to save Lincoln. I mean, went to the police, went to, you know, everything, whatever, trying to do that. And, and it was like, he was just a crazy man, you know? Well, of course, that's how and, everyone and, would have uh, perceived him. Yeah. But there was a doctor that uh, was in the police station or came into the police station. I don't know if he followed him or what, but the doctor came in and said, I will take care of this man, you know, release him into my custody. I'll sedate him and he can rest and whatever. Uh, well, it turns out that this guy that, um, this doctor that brought him back to his room and sedated him, yes, drugged him. And he, he uh, passed out. And it was actually after he drugged russell johnson he went this other guy went to ford's theater and shot abe lincoln because he was john wilkes Booth. oh my goodness gracious now that's a twilight zone episode to remember right there that's a great episode i love i love ideas like that that's that's it's creepy but fascinating obviously yeah so it's so you you kind of are a believer in in fate almost then if if you think that no matter what you had the opportunity to change in the past everything would work itself out anyways um it would well, somehow kind of meld into the same timeline somehow some way is that what you are saying Well that's what I had read from I, I wish I could remember who it was but I'm not saying that I necessarily Okay, yeah. I got gotcha, gotcha. His name's his name's probably Bob Physicist. We'll call him that. Yeah, yeah. To give, to give proper credence, you know. To well, that. I think he, uh, his name is Joe Science, actually. <laughs> yeah, Joe Science, Bob Physicist. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I like those guys. Now, the re like I said, the reason I brought that up because that relates directly to the topic at hand, and this is a crazy one, by the way, Mike. Um, in case you are new to the program. Welcome, new listeners, one and all. Yeah, believe it or not, we do get new listeners from time to time. But this is the Paranormally Zone, your weekly dose of all things. Hey, you guessed it, paranormal, strange, and mysterious. My name is Patrick Koffenberg, and joining me, as always, you already heard his dulcet voice just booming through the airwaves, my co-host with the ghosts, the paranormal poster boy himself, I mentioned it already, the chrononaut in training, Mike Carbononaut. Now, would it be Carbononaut? Carbno. Carbno. Carbno you, could, you could even call it Carbnot. The thing is, because 
listeners are probably wondering, Jeepers, Koffenberg, you know it's Carbono. Why would you say Carbono not? For yeah. some reason, I, I pronounce your name Carbono. Carbono. So every now and then it, it slips out. Well, it makes more sense to have a, a letter in there. Does it? Does well, it? <laughs> does carb no? Does that sound right? Carb no. Carb no. It just, carb, well, it's more natural to say carbono, carbono. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just ashamed of myself. Um, but as you suggested, Mike Carb not. We're going to go with that. Chrono not. Chrono not in training. Wannabe chrono not. Wannabe time traveler. Mr. Mike Carbono, it is good to see you. This is a return to our Terminal series, if you have lasted this long, by the way. Uh, Thank you very much for sticking around. Terminal is where we throw out these wacky, weird, wild topics, and at the end of the show, after discussion and debate, back-and-forth banter, we throw out our final yay or nay, no shades of gray, whether or not we buy this baloney we're talking about or not. Um, You'd be surprised at some of the results. I'm interested in what Mike is going to say at the end of this one. Heck, I'm interested in what I'm going to say. I really do not know. Um, We are talking about Project Pegasus and time travel. Now, time travel is related directly to Project Pegasus. It is a supposed secret governmental organization slash project, I believe, that uh, took part back in the 1970s. Yes, uh, we are going to relate the story, the claims of one Andrew Basiago. 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 He is a Seattle attorney, and boy, oh boy, does he have a crazy story for all of us. In the early '80s, he seemed to have had a lot of fun. He sure did in the early '80s, and uh, well, when he was a young. That's man. when his. Uh, that's when his. Yeah, he was supposed to have done this. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is where the story starts getting. Kind of weird, wild, and wacky, but uh, secret government organization that focuses on and utilizes time travel procedures, time travel technology, and, and supposedly, teleportation. And teleportation. Thank you very much. And we are in the dark about this thing that has supposedly been running for decades. And we are going to listen to Mr. Andrew Basiago. Well, we're going to read stuff that he had to say about this crazy wacky stuff i i sent you i texted you an article about this the other day and mike you yes. you wrote back you said wow we definitely have to talk about this yeah so, yeah uh, definitely a good topic yeah here we are so without any further ado should we dive into it mike or yes or do you want to do it let's do it come on man let's do it i don't have any sound bites going right now so our listeners are probably going thank god don't have to listen to <laughs> but i am going to find that text i sent you though yeah, and you know mm-hmm. the article included some kind of <laughs> included some funky photos. Uh, one that was taken at or during, I should say, the Gettysburg Address. Mm-hmm. And there's a young man in the center of said photo that is supposedly this Andrew Basiago. I struggle with his last name for some reason. I have to pause yeah, every time I say it. Andrew Basiago. Basiago depends what kind of accent you want to put on it i guess right bassiago yeah <laughs> if you're from chicago it's bassiago it's andrew bassiago so what would it be for for this minnesotan here it'd be andrew bassiago you gotta do bassiago. the old bassiago there you go yeah yeah bassiago <laughs> anyways his name's andrew <laughs> And he supposedly was a chrononaut. 
affectionately known as Andy. Yes, Andy the Chrononaut. At church, he is known as Andrew. <laughs> I, wonder his, I don't know why. I wonder if his mother asks him, how, how's it going? How's, how's it, <laughs> what's it like being the Chrononaut, Andy? Now, we're not giving away any hints as to what our answer is no. going to be by any means. Absolutely. Absolutely not. Do we each know what our answer is yet? Eh, I'm kind of leaning towards it, but you know what? We've changed our minds in mid-discussion before. That's right. The episode could make the difference. Now, Mike, I did um, suggest slash ask <clears throat> you before we, we we recorded, you know, about an hour or so ago, a couple hours ago. I was like, you know, try and mm -hmm. think of, because I was doing the same thing, I was like, try and think of paranormal experiences that are related to or maybe slash caused by time travel. Now, of course, we are assuming that time travel is real, that time travel is legit, time travel exists. So I was like, man, what type, what type of paranormal experiences could be explained away by this, <laughs> oh, you know, this little, this tiny other phenomenon known as time travel. What popped into your brain? I wrote a couple things down. Maybe we were, maybe we wrote the same stuff. Yeah, well, we might have. But isn't time travel, by definition, paranormal in itself? Oh, hell yeah. I would so. say so. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. The first thing that popped in my brain was, well, obviously, time slips. Right. Would you not agree with that? I mean, I that, agree. that's a weird, wacky, wild, alleged phenomena. Uh, awesome, yeah. Again, we keep tooting our own horns, but it was such an awesome experience being on being guests on Talk as Jericho. But Jericho himself has talked about his own time slip slash missing time experience that he went through. Um, so it's not just uh, it's not just for the, the, the wee little people who are interested in the paranormal. It, you know, you, you fly up the ranks of celebrity and guaranteed you're going to find people who believe in this stuff as well. So That's very true. Perhaps. I don't know. Now, I guess there would be a difference between a time slip and missing time. So correct my memory, Mike. Was, was Jericho talking about missing time or was he talking about a time slip? Now I'm, now I'm questioning what I said. Now I'm thinking it was missing time. You, oh, yeah, I'm... Uh, they're both you know, that's they're both yeah, weird wild yeah. wacky plus another one i wrote down simply i mean possibly ghosts if you believe that ghosts are like interdimensional travelers themselves maybe that is sort of related to time travel right now okay so say you see a ghost from the 1800s you know is that a time traveling ghost mm -hmm. but but who is to say that do they are they also able to travel into the past? Well, but how can we find that out? How can we figure that out? We we can't really. Well, well you and I sure as hell can't. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, what is it again, Mike? I know that if you get like ten physicists together in a room, you know, half of them are going to say time travel is theoretically possible, and the other half right. are going to say no. So, I mean, little schlubs like you and I, hell, we can say whatever we want. <laughs> you know, sure. If it's respectful, of course. You know, and we have to even think, too. I mean, if you want to get really deep about it, is there even such a thing as time? Oh, God. You know, I, well, I, I, okay, now this is a quote. Einstein said, for those of us 
who believe in physics, the distinction between past, present, and future is only a stubbornly persistent illusion. <laughs> yeah. What does I Einstein love, know? I love, I love that. What did he know? My gosh. Not a dang thing. No, that guy had a, the world's best mustache, and that was about hair. it. He had a quaff <laughs> of hair that wouldn't quit. <laughs> I'm kidding, by the way. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, the last Could you imagine watching him eat soup or something? <laughs> it that could, would be nasty. That could be an educational experience. You never know. Yeah. Or he could have been a, just the most slovenly sloppy person ever. Yeah. Man. I'd be standing next to him while he's eating with a roll of paper towels. <laughs> I really would. Maybe a sponge. Just yeah. soak up some of the... <laughs> Dabbing cloth. <laughs> Albert a Einstein. napkin or a tissue. A tissue. Al, do you mind if I shove the sponge on your face? Anyways, another <laughs> the last one I wrote down, Mike, is was uh, Deja Vu. Oh, yeah. I didn't think of that one. Deja Vu, we've all experienced it. I have experienced it so strongly at times that it actually kind of freaks me out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, maybe perhaps an explanation is, well, we've done all this before because... We have traveled through time somehow, some way. You know, I, I don't know. None of us know, but it's kind of fun to think about. Do you have? Did you have anything separate from all from those three that I just kind of farted out there? I did not. No. Oh. Well, what good are you? God dang it! Well, no matter how hard I try, <laughs> no, that's it. Well, let's get into this, Mike. Um, I found this article from cultofweird.com, and yeah, this is pretty darn weird for sure. Time travel and Project Pegasus. Now, the aforementioned Andrew Basiago is at the center of this story because he claims back in the... And I'm looking at my professional notes right now. You can hear them. Back in the 1970s, between the ages of 7 and 12... Andy Basiago claims that he was a participant in the secret governmental organization known as DARPA. Yeah, as along with many other teenagers. Yes, yes, there's several, several, mm -hmm. I mean hundreds. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Andrew Basiago claims to have participated amongst several, as Mike mentioned, including... Time traveling experiences, which sent him to not only the aforementioned Ford's Theater, but also the get oh, yeah, I guess the aforementioned Gettysburg Address as well. Andrew claims that this is based off of technology developed from the work of some other schlub named Nikola Tesla. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, that's. The FBI went in supposedly and took all of his papers I after know. he died. Yeah. Well, so then they're talking about this Pegasus has been like patterned or or built off of that, off of his notes. Yeah. Which, you know, I can see that because Tesla was a threat to a, a lot of big names uh, as far as like the free energy thing, you know. Um, he uh, was going to save a lot of money, and people didn't want that. Yep. you know that to yep. happen. They wanted the big, that money. Yep the uh, the powers that be and government and all that. If you believe in that kind of thing, you know, conspiratorial. But uh, 
And it said that he died of heart failure, failure, but yeah. that's questionable as well. Very questionable. Now, <clears throat> on, a, on a side note, kind of, do you pronounce it Nikolai? Nikolai Tesla? I, I, I said, I said Nikola. <laughs> I don't, Nikola did not Nicol sound right. Nikola Tesla. Nikola. Yeah. And I think the reason that I said Nikola is because there is a very prominent NBA basketball superstar whose first name is spelt exactly like that and it's pronounced Nikola. So mm. um, I think I got him confused. Now, Mike, talk about causing blank stares whenever I bring up sports to Mike. He shuts yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. You see my head just, you know, start tilting back. And yeah. My eyes rolling. Yep. And he says, <laughs> my mouth opening up a little bit, my tongue <laughs> hanging out. He says, Mary, tell me when he's done. Tell me when he's done. Now, again, uh, Andrew Basiago is a Seattle attorney, as we mentioned. Uh, and he's been making these claims as far back as 2004. That's going on 20 years. And this guy actually claims that he may or may not be the future president of the United States. But that's another thing that we'll get to <laughs> uh, shortly. Because he has actually, may or may not have known this, he ran for president. Um, maybe he got a vote. I don't know. You're allowed to vote for yourself, so he probably got at least one. Yeah, probably. Now, again, as I mentioned, he claims that between the ages of 7 and 12, he participated in DARPA, which was a precursor to the Montauk Project and the Philadelphia Experiment. Yeah. But that, see, the precursor thing. Yeah, what, what is, is that? your definition of precursor? Is before. that like a... It, took, some, it yeah. happened before. But if... If this happened in the early 70s, right? I you know, the Montauk has, I think, has been around longer than that. I know that the Philadelphia experiment was supposedly during World War II. Right. So what happened there? Well, it makes you kind of wonder, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, was it a misuse of a word or? Or were there several? Uh, was was it, it, or could it be a schlub up? What, it could very well be a schlub up. Um was there another Philadelphia experiment that we aren't aware of? Oh. I don't know. I don't know. There could possibly be. It was an experiment. Uh, <laughs> it was a, an experiment ran and created by Philadelphia Philly Mike Schmidt and <laughs> Kent Tacalvi, right, Mike? Now, our, our 1970s, 1980s baseball fans out there, they might recognize those names. Um, it was an awful attempt at a, at a joke. So um, I, I apologize for that. Huh. And I, I, I'm no. pretty sure Kent Tacolby was a Philly at one point. I know he was a pirate, so don't correct me, please. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Mike's going, why am I here tonight? Why am I here? Hey, I have reasons. I have reasons. But this, this is a Terminal exp uh, episode. Terminal episodes are, if you think that we're lousy on the regular ones, these are even better in that matter. If, <laughs> if you know what I mean. It's like, if, if worse equals better, then you got what you came for here in our terminal ones, because we don't give a crap. Well... No? Really? We do, but, you know... Uh, I feel like I'm spinning on like on a, on a top. I'm, I'm like out of control right now. I don't know what's happening to my brain. Well, and, and actually, it, it proves and begs the question of, uh, of our um, research skills. <laughs> well, we have none sometimes. So that's what makes it great. And yeah. believe it or not, well, I'm sure people do, you know, have reasons to believe 
10% of what I say? Um, believe it or not, our most downloaded episode by the thousands is a Terminal episode. I have no idea. Right. A little, little behind-the-scenes news here. That Valiant Thor episode we did months ago, is just, it's still just it's blowing up, and I don't know why. I just, I really, <laughs> I'm not complaining, um, but it's kind of neat, so. Hmm. And the other Terminal episodes are pretty darn popular for us, so that's kind of neat, so here we are again. Now, Andrew Basiago claims that this DARPA organization used children in its, in its experiments because they could adapt well, quote, to the strains of moving between past, present, and future. Now, one wonders why a child would find it easier to adapt to said strains as opposed to an adult. They're more malleable. Yeah, they're more bendable. (laughs) 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 Form them a little bit more. You can bend them this way and that. Okay. And they snap back quick. They do. They're more flexible for sure. Maybe that's what he meant. Maybe if uh, we... Maybe if Mike became became a chrononaut, he would literally break in half. Oh, jeez. I would be a pile of dust. <laughs> a lot smaller than what... It'd be a smaller pile than, than what my mass would create. Oh, even. my goodness gracious. That's it, it's frightening. That, oh, horrible. Did we ever say what the uh, what DARPA stood for? I, I, I did. did I did. Thank you okay. for listening. I do what I can. <laughs> Now, as one okay, of these, so. now claiming to be one of these uh, time-traveling uh, children, Basiago claims to have traveled to, as we said before, Ford's Theater on the night of President Abraham Lincoln's assassination. He claims to have gone there five or six times, and also, as I mentioned earlier, said he traveled to the spot where Lincoln so eloquently performed his Gettysburg Address and supposedly was the little child in the center of one of these photos you can find them all along the web uh, type you know type in gettysburg address time travel and it'll pop up i'm sure uh andrew basiago says he experienced eight different time travel technologies throughout the course of this project but most instances instances involved a teleporter which as i guess we mentioned earlier was based on technical papers supposedly found in pioneering mechanical engineer tesla <laughs> I was about ready to butcher his first name again. I can't Nicolaia. say anything today, Mike. I really can't. I've called you Carbono. I, I say Nicola. Um, Nicola. Ma- maybe my name is Putrick. Yeah, it's a, it's Putrick Goofenberg. Look at him over Puts, there. Putstrick. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? Uh, Froderick Frankenstein works, so yeah. why not um, Putrick Goofenberg? Froderick. Oh, man, alive. You know, hey, uh, uh, okay, so were you finished with what you were doing there? I before? am, I am. Okay, because there's something that, you know, I don't know if you had found this in your research or... I'm sure I didn't. Well, he did, did you read about where, who uh, the famous time traveler was with him? Just like At how times. that sounded. Did you wear? <laughs> did you read the where the who? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> did you read who was the uh, uh, partner uh, of this guy when he was a young child, and uh, he actually traveled with a a fairly famous man as a child? Shit, no, I I am not familiar. Please uh, educate me and our listeners. Yes. And the famous man who was a child at the time 
was none other than <clears throat> a man who went by the name Barry Barry Sotoro. Sotoro. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's famous? Yes. He was one of the presidents of our great country. What? President Obama. Oh, my goodness gracious. You know what? That rang a bell now because I was looking at this the other yeah. day because he was this Basiago guy was claiming that some of these presidents, yes, Obama included, were at one point children who also participated in these events. This I do remember that now, Mike. I think he also said Hillary Clinton was involved somehow. If I'm, I don't remember, but yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, huh? Who what, knows? Who what did you say be? his name was? Barry? What? Barry Sotero. Barry Sotero. Huh. Yeah. Spelled S-O-E-T-O-R-O. You know, as, as crazy and weird and wild and wacky as so many things are, I, I just find it so... Personally, I find it difficult to buy into all of this, you know, just secretive presidential knowledge that they just... That they are, that they are exposed to, that they know of, but they're just sworn to secrecy, like how Obama and Clinton and Hillary and even <laughs> Trump and Biden now, and how everyone throughout the years all know that aliens have visited Earth and have all interacted with alien intelligence, but they just don't say a damn thing because they are sworn to secrecy. That's just so hard for me to swallow. I'm not saying yeah. it's not true. But uh, I think they're more on a need to know basis. Yeah, that's very true. That's that's a possibility for sure. Now, this uh, particular teleporter that Andrew Masiago is re referencing, he says it consisted of two gray elliptical booms about eight feet tall. I am reading, by the way, if you couldn't tell. Uh, these booms were separated by about 10 feet between which a shimmering curtain of what Tesla called radiant energy was broadcast. Radiant energy is a form of energy that Tesla discovered that is both latent and pervasive in the universe and has among its properties the capacity to bend time and space. Now, if... Um, well, it's, it's probably important to... I'm sure our listeners are smart enough. They know what the definitions are. But latent, of course, is like dormant. And, mm -hmm. and, and uh, like if you unfortunately have like a... If you have a dormant, a latent cancer, as opposed to like a pervasive cancer, you know, or any number of... I know. It's kind of waiting to become pervasive. No, no, no. You're not talking personally, are you now, Mike? You're just joking oh, no. with your St. Olaf shirt on and your skull. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mike yeah. and I were talking about uh, Betty White earlier because he's wearing a St. Olaf shirt. Yes. And he educated me on the Golden Girls back history. <laughs> uh, Basiago claims that each of his visits to the past were different. This is a quote. He says, like they were sending us to slightly different alternative realities on adjacent timelines. As these visits began to accumulate, Basiago claims to have began to run into himself during different visits. Now, that's what yeah. starts getting pretty crazy, too. Um, right. We all know... We're all familiar with like the Back to the Future Part 2 scene where Marty comes across the old Marty back in 1950s playing away, you know, at at the dance, you know, at the um 
the enchantment under the sea dance, and he's watching himself in another timeline. And, you know, we, we it's it's weird, and I love saying weird, wild, and wacky. And that's what we are all about here in Paranomaly Zone. So is that what Andrew Basiago is claiming as well? Hmm. I think if I am if I'm remembering correctly, he actually went to the very same timeline, the very same exact locale, different occasions, but to the point where there are actually multiple hymns in the Ford's Theater right. looking at Lincoln. Not like another Andrew Basiago, another timeline looking down on Andrew Basiago. No, they were both there looking up at Mr. Lincoln going, No! And it was like every time they were sent back, it was like uh, like they were um, uh, sent back to just a, a little bit different timeline, a different, little bit different right. dimension, or you know. By a- I did write down something on here too, Mike, because when I was reading these, and believe it or not, I was writing down some notes. I'm trying to find it now. Oh, I wrote down yeah, right here. I said, "Why send?" people to these particular events to just observe because from what i've read i mean obviously they're there they're not there to change history by any means as far as we know but this Mm -hmm. andrew basiago he went back to these historical events just to sit there (laughs) and watch so what is the what are we doing (laughs) well by that Uh, what are we how are we bettering the earth by going back and looking at these events? We're not. I think, Thank uh, you. <laughs> you know, uh, these people that were sent, you know, they are only told so much and only know so much. They don't know how or whatever or whatever. I, they don't know all, everything. They, they can't. I'm sure that the government and all this work that they're doing, they have much further you know, deeper reasons for this, that they aren't going to let that information out. Didn't this Basiago, didn't he say that he was, and I'm paraphrasing, when he went to the, when he went to the Gettysburg Address, he had kind of, he was provided with some background info in case he was caught or someone grabbed him and didn't know who he was and started asking him, what are you doing here? You know, what's going on? And he had like a story that he could relate to them that would let them believe that he was an innocent bystander. Mm-hmm. But he says when he went to the Ford Theater, he was more like kind of nerve wracked because he didn't have any such information. So that really makes me scratch my head too. I mean, why again, we're arguing, we're talking about this as if it's 100% yeah. legit and real. We don't freaking know. Um, why would you send information one time and send them blindly the next? I just, I guess I don't know. Yeah, good question. Yes, thanks for your <sighs> feedback. I appreciate it. Well, you know, maybe <laughs> they are, are uh, you know, maybe they've been trying to get back in time to, like, kill Hitler or something or turn the tides of certain things, you know. You know, again, you know, again though, um, you know, if, would you kill baby Hitler type stuff? Mm-hmm. And you were, too bad you can't think of that physicist who had that argument where, yeah. No matter if you do change history, it's all going to turn out the same anyways. So Right. It works itself out to the end. Same end. Uh, Andrew says, being sent back in time to the same place and moment, but from different starting points in the present, allowed two of himself to be in Ford's Theater at the same time. 
And this is a quote from Andrew. He says, after the first of these two encounters with myself occurred, I was concerned that my cover might be blown. I was kind of talking about this earlier. Unlike the jump to Gettysburg in which I was clutching a letter to Navy Secretary Gideon Wells to offer me aid and assistance in the event I was arrested. Okay, that's what it was. I didn't have any explanatory materials when I was sent to Ford's Theater. So we kind of touch on that a little bit. It's like, why? I mean, they're like, okay, fend for yourself, buddy. We're sending it to Ford's Theater. And uh, if you come Bring back, back... some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> and a diet cock. <laughs> you know, it's simple, Maybe. simple things. You know, if you had this at your disposal, wouldn't you make simple trips like that and just oh, bop yeah. on into some other century and man back? See, wouldn't, wouldn't that be kind of disrespectful for such a powerful technology? Wouldn't you just oh, be, absolutely. You'd be so flippant like that and carefree and just messing with it? But I don't know. Yes, in other yeah. words, I would. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, now, this is where it gets interesting because Bassio's claims are supported by fellow lawyer Alfred Weber. Now, Alfred was a lawyer special, specializing in exopolitics which is the political implications surrounding an extraterrestrial presence on Earth. Now, I didn't know that lawyers were experts on political implications involving extraterrestrials, but that's... Well, you can get the degree online, you know. Oh, you probably can. That's for sure. That's for sure. Now, would you hire either Andrew Basiago or his friend, Alfred? No. Okay. <laughs> to mow my lawn, maybe. <laughs> No, go ahead. <sighs> Weber says that teleportation and time travel have been around for 40 years, but are hoarded by the Defense Department instead of being used to transfer goods and services. Yeah, Andrew Basiago actually ran for president in 2016. Hmm. This is another quote by him. He says, I have prior knowledge that not only will I run for president... But that during one of the elections, which would have to be between 2016 and 2028, because I'm not running past that, I'm either elected president or vice president. Goodness gracious. Well, we have, let's see, a couple more, uh, well, three, no, two, two more elections to go to see <laughs> if Andrew Basiago becomes president or vice president. Then a I wonder mere, how old he is now. He has a mere... Jeez, what would it be? Well, Four he, years and a couple months, technically, but two elections there? Hmm. Time's running out. No pun intended there, Andy. Mm-hmm. Now, would you like to have a president who talked openly about being a time traveler, Mike? <laughs> yes, because actually... Uh, you would. He would be, be more likely to uh, uh, bring about full disclosure. Well, I would hope so. Now, if, if he literally and honestly was a chrono not i would hope to god he would let us in on a little bit of these secrets you know what i'm saying yeah. instead of just kind of you know you know offhandedly say oh by the way you know i was at gettysburg address just just so you know gettysburg's address yeah you know. i was there you know i got i met a girl did you yeah are you talking you're talking <laughs> about andrew basiago or you yeah okay. yeah just kind of throwing out some <clears throat> There. Now, this was a, yeah, this article was obviously from, it might have been 2016, obviously. So, this is a statement that was thrown out there by Basiago's presidential campaign website. And it reads as such 
For 70 years, the U.S. government has been concealing advanced technologies because they might be socially, economically, or technically disruptive in nature. These technologies include the teleportation technology developed by DARPA's Project Pegasus. They may also include cancer cures. The government should begin a program to declassify and deploy this knowledge. The standard of technical disclosure should be what provides the people the best available technology. This will enable the United States to reclaim its mantle as the world's catalyst of applied science. I, I like the words. I like the verbiage. Yeah. Um, again, if this stuff is legit, if the, if the U.S. has been concealing evidence from the American people and the world for, for that matter, and we've talked about this when it comes to the slow reveal of, well, how, how did we word it, Mike? When it comes to alien life being in contact and knowing about alien technology, utilizing alien technology, kind of the slow reveal to the American people. We're, we're on board for that. Oh, absolutely. As far as time traveling, yeah, that's a whole other ball of wax. But then again, can aliens time travel? Shit. Well, I'm, I think they can do anything. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, talk about uh, being a head scratcher. Uh, shockingly, Basiago did not become president. At least not yet. But his work as a child during Project Pegasus gave him some interesting insight into the election since the CIA used the te technology to find a brief future presidents. This is a quote. He says, as for Hillary Clinton, I have no data. He said this back in 2016. I think it is a reasonable, I think it is reasonable to infer that were she a future president, there would have been a pre-ID of her. Hmm. So that, again, talk about opening up a billion other balls of wax. Right. Why would he throw that out there? So why it wouldn't just be Hillary Clinton. It'd be everybody pretty much who would have these pre-IDs, these pre-existences, wouldn't mm -hmm. it? Where was it? <laughs> As for Trump, I have a vague memory that my father took special note of Trump during an appearance by him on the Phil Donahue show and might have even commented that right there was a future U.S. president. Hmm. So there you have it. From the lips, the words, the written words of Mr. Andrew Basiago. He says his father said Donald Trump would become president, so therefore there's proof he has traveled through time. <laughs> My dad said. So... <laughs> And my dad's bigger than yours. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, when I said that out loud, that just, I could. <laughs> oh, that was, that was kind of funny. And I'm not, if this is real, God bless you, Andrew Basiago. Oh, absolutely. I mean, my God, this would be mind-blowing, earth-shattering. I mean, my and goodness And we apologize gracious. for our levity if it is true. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Mike, you know, that's basically the gist of this short, uh, story in a nutshell. Um, any final words before we give our final yay or nay shades of gray? I'm looking at my notes here and we pretty much covered all yeah, of it. Yeah, you covered all my notes too. Yeah, again, that's why so. we are called professional researchers. <laughs> this is true. So, okay, thoughts on, first and foremost, this Andrew Basiago being a participant in this DARPA program, this time traveling program, and... um. His personal experiences sent back to Gettysburg and sent back to Ford's theater. Mike, do you have any final thoughts on that before giving your final answer? 
Well, it's a wild, fanciful story. I know that. I love sure. it. I, I, I do <laughs> love it. I mean, as, yeah. uh, here's that word again. As flippant as we may sound, we're not being, we're not doing that um, out of spite or anything like right. that. We're, we're having a good time. We always have a good time here on the podcast. So uh, just throwing that out there. But please, Mike, continue. You know, I don't know. I, ah, it's, it's so outlandish and goes against what everybody is raised to, you know, and taught. Uh, but there are so many things that we do not know. And so many things that I know that, uh, well, black projects, government projects, whatever, um, there just has to be. Is it this? Uh, I don't know. Not yet. I mean, it's it's hard to, you know, slam that proverbial door shut, you know, for, for anything. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. I mean, yeah. we host this podcast about all things paranormal, strange, and mysterious for a reason because we're passionate about it, okay? I mean, that's... We have a, an extremely open mind, and that, that kind of makes it difficult, too. I mean... No, it does. It does, it, absolutely, yeah. because we say... How many times do we say... Simply, we don't know, and we basically will never know. So why would we be so arrogant and smug and yeah. condescending by claiming anything is certain? You know, uh, we can't. You and I personally can't. Right. We don't know if it's true, and we don't know if it isn't. You know, at the same time, though. <laughs> but this is a terminal episode. It is a terminal episode. They're a little more loose, uh, a little more laid back, believe it or not. Um yeah, if there's a, a ratings for our looseness, uh, the flagship, pretty wild, wacky. Uh, Terminal, yeah, a little more wild and wacky. Patreon, oh boy, hold on to your seats. Um, if you can make yeah. it through an episode, uh, <laughs> that'd be great. Um, we are going to record a, another Patreon exclusive episode immediately after this is done for the evening. We thank you guys so much. If you enjoy the the content. Thank you so much. If you made it this far into the episode, I can't thank you enough. Um, you are a trooper. You are a, a true soldier of the paranormal by sticking with us. But if you enjoy the content, no better way to support us than giving us a shot over on Patreon for as little as a buck a month. Try it out. Exclusive episodes up the wazoo, boys and girls. Tons and tons of stuff over there. Tons and tons of audio and video clip exclusive only at the Paranormally Zone Patreon page. Okay, Mike, are we ready for yay or nay? Uh, I think as ready as I'm going to be. Okay. uh, Do you want to take it first? You want me to take it first? Mm. It's up to you. Let's hear yours first this time. How much time do we have? Um (laughs) I could have been really, really uh, ornery sounding and just said, eh, and just ended it right away. But I'll, I'll, I'll lead expound. Our, I'll expound a little bit. I'll lead our listeners on just a wee little bit, just so they're sitting on the edge of their proverbial seat. Do I believe that time travel exists? I don't know. Do I believe that time travel is possible? Absolutely. 100%. I believe it's possible. Again, People a million times smarter than myself or Mike, physicists, theoretical physicists, doctors of science, believe in the possibility of time travel. Hell, there's even forms of evidential proof that time travel is possible in some some different manners, that's for sure. 
Well, I I did just a quick thing here. I did sure. have a little note here. Ronald Mallet or Mallet. Mm-hmm. He's an astrophysicist. He spent most of his adult life trying to prove that time travel is possible. Now that's an astrophysicist, and and that's then all he I have about that. And then his head exploded. And yeah, that was. And then the Mickey came along and. <laughs> <laughs> dabbed him with a sponge again just yeah i don't know why i've mm-hmm. said spun several times today yes. it washed his feet with his hair there you go awesome <laughs> <clears throat> by the way mikio has a new book out by the way um does he yeah it's oh shit it's quantum something <laughs> i can't remember what the hell it is but it's uh i saw it at the bookstore and i was so tempted to uh to, to nab it i might have to do that yeah. you know i was perusing through it and you you'd think that Oh gosh, he's talking about quantum physics, and it's just going to be unreadable. I mean, it's oh, he's not that way. He's no. just like his writing is just like his his uh, manner of fact speaking. You know, is yeah. he makes it so easy to digest and understand. He's a great storyteller. Same when it comes to the written word. I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. But uh, what I was getting at, do I believe that time travel is possible? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Obviously, I don't think that you you jump into a DeLorean and drive up to 88 miles an hour and bam, you're out of here. Wouldn't it be funny if this DARPA was actually ran by like a multitude of cloned Doc Browns? Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I got, I, and there's a whole, uh, like a whole room full of extra uh, Christopher Lloyds just waiting to exactly. be replacing ones that fall out, you know. <laughs> just, just the assembly line just coming down the, coming down the pike yeah. there. Yeah, that'd be, yeah, that's a and, and the, the very last part of that assembly line is all of a sudden this little thing comes out and pops his hair on. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, classic character, classic character. Now, do I buy this Andrew Basiago's personal stories? Uh, do I buy that DARPA exists? Uh, let me put it this way. I believe in the possibility of this DARPA more than I believe in Andrew Basiago's personal supposed experiences that being said i have to say yay or nay bs or not no shades of gray no straddling that proverbial fence mike no surprise i'm calling bs on both darpa and andrew basiago's claims of time travel no i do not think he has been to ford's theater at multiple times looking at lincoln and waiting for the assassination to happen I don't know what the point is of sending them back there just to observe. Uh, smart listeners out there, tell us why you were sent back just to observe. What will we learn? Um, I get it. You learn from your, from your mistakes, but if you're not going to alter history, what are you doing? Well, you know, maybe, maybe they were, uh, I know we're past the point of discussing this, but. No, we're not. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, maybe they were sending these teenagers out, these young people uh, during um still during the development of this this technology mm-hmm. okay they need they need guinea pigs oh gosh so they, mm. they they recruit all these young people and where are the parents of these kids <laughs> they that's a, no. well, they, i hope they Seriously. signed waivers for this freaking yeah, experiment no my god by the way your child could disintegrate into dust okay go snatch him out of an orphanage or something Jeez. <laughs> my goodness gracious but but you know uh maybe who knows the stuff that we haven't heard about or that isn't written about 
are these uh, time travel excursions that went wrong? Well, hell yeah, exactly. I mean, you know? they're not telling us the successful experiments, so why would they tell us the awful ones? Exactly. So, Mike, you have to, I, I kind of am guessing where you're going with this, but your final yay or nay, no shades of gray. Well, you know, uh, all of the stuff that you had said about the, uh, you know, is it possible, you know, is it, uh, you know, I believe it's possible with the right technology. Um, I think that that technology, I believe that that's probably being worked on. You know, but um, as far as it being done or having been done. Seems like it's tougher than I thought it would be. Uh, no, it's not oh. real. <laughs> it's so hard for Mike to say that. I could just see the pain in his face. <laughs> yeah. You got it, Mike. Just like the ghost hunters always had to prod and poke Jason into saying he yeah. thought something was haunted, I have to prod and poke you into saying. Yeah. Come on. It is. Nay. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Nay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, I think, you know, maybe, maybe it's still being worked on. Maybe they're, you know, working on it. Maybe it was worked on and failed and dropped. No, who knows? It's okay. But to, it's okay to just call BS too, if you want to. Yeah. And I, and I do, I, you know, this guy, it, it's a great story. It's a fascinating story. I would, I would love for it to be true. Let's put it that way. It got him some attention. Yeah, me too. I, absolutely. Uh, it got him some attention. Um, you know, maybe he's still going to run for president. Who knows? Who the hell knows? His I guess name is out there. His name is out there, and maybe we got him another vote. <laughs> but you know that if he does run for president, this is going to come up, and he's done. And, well, right. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Even you know, and yeah. even if he's straightforward and and honest about his wacky claims, it doesn't matter if you're straightforward and honest because the American public is going to just shoot you down. No, no pun intended. Right. I'm not saying that literally. They are, uh, you know, they're yeah. just going to say, "Nope, see you later, weirdo." Yeah. If he ran for president, it would be worse than Clinton being asked if he inhaled. <laughs> that was you know the lowest of the low. I'm telling you that right now. Of all the presidential lies in all of American history, to have that damn bastard say that, no, I did not toke. Unforgivable. I did not have sex relations with that. No, well, no, I'm, I, 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 we're just <laughs> leaving it on that one, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Mike, hey. this is, you know, this is a terminal. It's a terminal for a reason. Hopefully the podcast isn't uh, terminal after this one, but I think it was a good, fun discussion. Yeah. It's a crazy story. I like the possibility of it, but we both agree we call BS on the idea that Mr. Andrew Basiago was, in fact, a chrononaut working for DARPA and said hello to Lincoln a couple times. So, um, Mike, I and think himself. it's time to wrap this one up. What'd you say? <laughs> And himself oh. saying hi to himself. I thought you said something <laughs> awful. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, before we do say something awful, it is time to wrap up this episode of the Paranormal Zone. We can't thank you guys enough. Help spread the word. Send, send some positive vibes. Retweet the links. Uh, leave some positive reviews. Hey, maybe even give the Patreon page a shot for one buck a month. Mike, until next time, my friend, stick around, everybody, for another Patreon episode coming forth soon. Mike, until next time. What do our paranormal friends need to do? Peace out.
Thank <laughs> you.